This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hey everyone, it's Megan. And it's Bradley. So today we're going to go ahead and talk about the recipe from yesterday. It was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm just going to go ahead and get that one out of the way. It's amazing. It was so easy to make, too. If you got a crock pot and you got a couple hours, Golden. Exactly. Like, I was a bit skeptical about using the turkey breast because, like, I always use chicken for, like, these kind of dishes. Well, I mean, turkey apparently is not very... Even That was cheap, though. It was really cheap. It was surprising because just a couple months ago, we were being told that we had a turkey shortage here and that there wasn't any turkey at all. So I don't know what's going on in this country (laughs) anymore. And, you know, only been here for about a year now, but it's still confusing me. He trusts nothing. I trust nothing. Yeah, it was one of those kind of things that it was pretty affordable. We were able to get um, like half a kilo of um, turkey breast. Turkey breast, and just throw it in with some tomatoes, and it just shredded beautifully. Yeah, oh, and the beans and yeah, but you had those all afterwards because you got to let it soak up the acid from the tomatoes mm-hmm. so that it splits apart. Yeah, so overall, I would say it's a pretty good success. Oh, I loved it. And to be honest with you, I think it could have used a little bit more pepper. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when he said that. Yeah, it was, uh, it it had enough of a flavor to it, but I think it could have used that little bit extra. That and when we opened up the can that we used, it just made me want some dirty ballpark nachos. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, with the weird mutant cheese that's not really cheese. Hey, hey, hey. It's cheese if you want it to be. <laughs> make believe it's cheese. Yeah, I mean, anything's what you want it to be if you make believe it. That's true. It's but, like we're going uh, very hook style now. Yeah, but the difference is that 
ballpark nachos are amazing. And they exist. And they, that they do, that they do. <laughs> so we decided with these recipes, we're going to split them between the different cultures. And this is mostly because the foods are kind of the same for that whole region. And no. Sorry. I was just going to say, if you remember last week, we made a huge deal about deer. And this week we got lazy and didn't go get deer. So, yeah, next week we should hopefully not be lazy <laughs> and uh, go get some deer. Yeah, because luckily it is actually pretty accessible to get here from quite a few of the butchers. Yeah, I mean, it, you look out your window and there's probably a whitetail there. That's not him suggesting to go kill a whitetail. I mean, unless you have the proper hunting license, tags, and all that fun stuff. If it's still in season to hunt them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, don't don't just go slaughtering animals indiscriminately. <laughs> That's what serial killers do. That's what serial killers do. Are you a serial killer? I didn't think so. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we're going to be focusing on individual cultures since their foods are very similar. And so we started with the Mayan, and the blog this week provided quite a bit of context on the Mayan, mostly focusing on the foods they had available and talking about how the fact that there are still Mayan people alive. So from there, it is kind of a really brief. But as always, if you're interested, go out and do research. There's plenty of stuff out there about the Mayan, plenty of stuff about most Mesoamerican, you know, cultures. And it's always nice to learn something new. Yeah, for me, when I was doing the research, I was kind of floored by the amount of eating the, uh, like, dog. That's just normal. Every single culture has eaten dog. Every single culture. Dog was nothing more than a domesticated food source. And it's like cow, sheep, any of those. It's it was just a food source. It's not until actually really recently that we stopped viewing dogs, cats, most animals that we let just live in our house now. It was a really recent idea of letting them live in the house without them being food. Dogs served a purpose. They would alert you to any danger and they followed you and they were a ready-made meal source right there. So it's one of those things that it's unfor it's one of those things we don't like to talk about, but it is the reality. That's fair. I think it's just because I love my dog so much. Yeah, but you know, you'd love it more if it was food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how hungry I am. I think that's the key, it's level of hunger. And I even mentioned in the blog that we chose turkey because we knew that the two big uh, domesticated animals were turkey and dog. And I was like, I don't think we have enough adventurous palate for dog. Brad might, but I just don't think I have I it in me. You put it in front of me and I'll probably eat it. <laughs> I mean, I'm as long as it doesn't have any peppers on it. <laughs> and return to the serial killer topic. <laughs> no, because I didn't do it myself. <laughs> and I'm not doing it indiscriminately. It's for food. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. Luckily, our dog is far too skinny for this. Yeah, she. she we need to fatten her up first. <laughs> Feed her some corn. I was going to say, that's how the Mayans did it. They fed them corn, and they also did that with jaguars, apparently. Yeah. Um, I think that one's just the same in any culture. You got that one guy that wants to prove that he's stronger than everyone else, and uh, 
he just takes it to that level that you can't return from. <laughs> and for the Mayans, it was going out and capturing a jaguar. And then feeding it corn repeatedly. Yeah. And they would slaughter and eat those too. But, you know, yet again, until recently, pretty much anything that moved was a food source. It's only recently that we did start to discern between yes and no. Yes, I'm going to eat this. No, I'm not going to eat this. So it's very, very modern. And don't for a second think that your ancestors didn't eat any of these animals. Yeah, you got to eat, you got to eat. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know that's a dark topic. And I would completely understand if you didn't listen through it. Yeah, it's one of those kind of things of we've changed as a culture overall of what we associate pets and livestock. Yeah, and that's the thing is what one culture sees as a pet, another culture doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, growing up on a farm, I genuinely cannot understand why people let pigs live in their house. Yeah. Those things are disgusting and they smell horrendous. Well, and like we went through a couple of weeks ago when we were curious about guinea pig. Yeah. And it's crystal clear that you cannot eat guinea pig in Canada. Yeah. It's seen solely as a pet. You know, never mind all the uh, Peruvians that live here that probably grew up eating it because it's just a food source. Yeah. And that's the thing, like in Peru, the uh, houses you know, way back when, like the Inca, they actually had these tunnels that ran under the house and for a while archaeologists couldn't figure out what they were and then they actually figured out that that's where they let the guinea pigs run around they would let the guinea pigs kind of burrow there then they would drop a little bit of food guinea pig would show up they'd grab it and you know that was dinner so it's dark topic it's something that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge but you know, we we need to. It's archaeology. It's it's what we are. It's who we are. Well, it's also understanding, you know, existing cultures. Yeah. It's one of those kind of things. Cause like some of these things are still done by people around the world. And there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. You don't judge your culture or don't judge another culture on your culture. Exactly. And that is one of the biggest flaws of humanity is going, well, I don't do it this way. So nobody should do it this way. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. Never will work that way. We will never be one solid culture. And that's what makes all of us great is that there's so many different types of people that make up the world. And you may not agree with it all, but it's there. It, it helps add to this colorful world that we actually live in. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, so now that we're going to step away from the Dark Knight Batman and go back to the 1970s Batman, you know, happy and fun, let's talk about what we're heading to. Yeah, so after this, we are going to eat from the Olmec cul- uh, culture. 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 <laughs> so tell me about the Olmec culture, Megan. I don't know much about it because I haven't done any research. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of planning. Um, I will select a topic and then do the research as we go. And so my goal for this week is learning more about the culture, learning about the ingredients we're going to use for this recipe, so that I can put something together for the blog. Yeah. And deer. Yeah, definitely deer. Definitely deer. Yeah, we still need to decide on the third meat. It might be fish. We might do shrimp. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's a shellfish. Ah. Ah. Yeah, no, fish would be good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because I, I can't really think of a... I That's the problem, is that when we're doing this, as we're thinking, we go... Yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. And then a couple months down the road, we go, wait a minute. And that's going to be one of the great things for, you know, we ever revisit some of these recipes. We can sit there and go, we've got new knowledge. We're going to implement that new knowledge, like the onion. Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing I completely forgot about. So I was curious while doing all the different research, if, you know, if North America had an onion. And the answer is... Oh my gosh, yes. So there are onions that are in the Americas. And we typically call them the Drummond onion, <laughs> which is a hilarious name to me for some reason. Somebody was just having fun that day. Or their last name was Drummond, and they just happened to find an onion. That's what I'm thinking. It's just some man carrying onions around his Why's belt. it got to be a man? It's always a man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, not always, but... Yeah. 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 So, and I've actually seen these out in the wild because they have these beautiful, like, uh, lavender colored flowers on the top. But they're basically just like these little bulb onions um, that are accessible all over North America, Central America. And I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, again, it's one of those things that you got your red and yellow onions and they are much larger and that's what we're accustomed to eating so this drum and onion <laughs> has just kind of fallen off to the wayside and because you know it doesn't produce as large of bulbs as we want we need more onion i love onion give me onion when it grows wild so it's kind of like sunflowers in kansas yeah sunflowers in kansas those, they're weeds in Kansas. Even though we call ourselves a sunflower state, it, it, sunflowers are just a weed in Kansas. They really are. You, know, you you walk outside of your front door and you probably have one growing and don't even know how it got there. <laughs> it's because it's a weed. And their roots are deep, too. Well, and that's the same. I mean, they got to be because the wind. Oh, yeah. The wind alone will destroy them. Well, and that's what the same thing with these onions. They grow wildly, and so they are categorized as a weed. Um, I mean, technically, everything's a weed. That's beautiful. I think I'll put that on a shirt. You should. I mean, you know, technically, 
every single thing that we've decided that we're going to grow was just originally something that just grew in the wild. And it's like, you know, grass. Grass is all technically just a weed. It's a weed that we like to keep, though. <laughs> it's the ones that we've deemed are okay to exist. Yeah, because we like the way it looks. And that's the same way with flowers or with, you know, crops that we grow. They're all they're all weeds, but it's what we deem acceptable. Oh, humans. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're a weird bunch. We are a really weird bunch. So from there, I'm going to look more into these kind of things because, like, we're getting ready to start our garden this year, which is a very exciting topic in this house. Yeah, as we were supposed to be planting, I think it's this next weekend, uh, but we're set to get a blizzard. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those really, I use the farmer's almanac of when to plant. But thanks to global climate change, nothing is as certain anymore when it comes to the climate. Nope. Well, I mean, um, let me rephrase that. There's one certain when it comes to the climate, and that is if we don't change the way we act, there won't be us. So that that's a certain. That is a certain. Wow, this is a very dark episode. I was going to say, we, we seem to do this every time it's a Monday morning. We need to get back to filming on Sunday nights. Maybe. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I am the vengeance. Brad is, uh, as, uh, what was it, a green zone from 30 Rock. <laughs> I will make sure that you recycle. <laughs> the next time you go to throw away that can into your trash. Look out your window. I'll be there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, we're going to look into getting some of these more wild things to see if we can grow them in our garden. Because I feel as if having accessibility to them would make our recipes a lot more genuine as we get through the summer. Technically, the moment we start to grow them in the garden, they're no longer wild. Whoa. And we're starting to cultivate them. Whoa. And... We learn how to do it. We do some selective breeding, creating bigger and bigger. And then we're the next Monsero. Monsero? Monsanto? Monsanto. Yes. Monsero? I don't know. Either way we go about it, I mean, we're. it's going to take several lifetimes. So we're going to have to force somebody... To learn how to do this, to force somebody to learn how to do this, to force somebody to learn how to do this. To be honest, that's how I learned how to garden. I was just forced to do it as a kid. Well, I mean, and you're still not very good at it. I'm not good at it at all. <laughs> if my dad's listening to this podcast, he's probably just shaking his head going, I failed one of my children. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to fail you, though. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, from there, this is going to be pretty much of a short week, um, just because we don't have too much to share. Um, one thing to note, the website is back up Yeah, and finally. it's fully functional. Um, apologies for that outage. It was not ideal. We basically took a blog and made it into a full-fledged website and the blog couldn't handle the actual website. So we've got it fixed and a, uh, well, an amazing guy. Took care of it for us. Yes. We're probably going to have to reach out to him again in about a couple months to work on the mobile site version. But Yeah. But it's all up. It's running. It's beautiful again. Mm-hmm. There's a new logo. 
Yeah. So we're starting our renaissance of the new brand of Dining Through Time. So I don't know if I'd call it a renaissance yet. No. Yeah. More of a transition from the medieval to the renaissance. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We might just skip the renaissance altogether. Ooh. Just go straight into the nuclear age. <laughs> this is somebody who cheats at Civ. Well, I mean, you're not cheating. If you just if you play the game the way it's meant to be played, and you just find shortcuts, it's not cheating. This is why we don't play Civ anymore, is because he would do that, and I would be like 10,000 years behind, and he would just... because she's not going to get at the game. I'm great at Civ. Mm-hmm. He can shut it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, so the website's back up. It looks great. I definitely recommend going and checking it out. Um, and there's going to be more cool things coming in the next couple weeks. So keep your eyes on the pages. Yeah. And yeah, that's really it this week. Yeah, not too terribly much. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Same here. And we'll see you guys next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.